0: Hi, this is Sammy Smiles and I'm your host Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the 6th episode of Sammy Smiles. I am your host Sammy Vance and today we have Stephanie Arnie with us today. Stephanie Arnie is an accomplished wildlife conservationist, host and a speaker. Um, her community conservationist work has taken her to 18 different countries, which is just super amazing and she's amazing herself. Um, she understands the importance of living um, as a part of the natural world rather than separate from it. She knows that sharing the um, connectivity is critical to protecting nature and community on a global scale. We connected about two years ago when she heard about my Buddy Bench project, and we've just been um, good friends ever since. And she even featured me in her Girl of the Wild, which is super awesome. So thank you so, so much for being here.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. So, first of all, I just want to say that you are super inspiring and um, awesome. Um, So, I love to participate in as many projects as I can, especially ones that help you, and I also love that you make them so much fun, such as the artificial nest for penguins. So, what has been your favorite part of what you do and maybe your favorite project and why?
1: So my favorite part of working as a conservationist is the fact that I get to work with many different people Mm -hmm. and different animals. So that's always really fun. It's fun that I can work with mammals, reptiles, sharks. I can go scuba diving. I go hiking in the forests. I climb up trees. I I get to work with many different animals. I get to work with amazing scientists that are trying to save them which fills up my hope cup. It makes me all full and happy inside. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite part and just seeing everybody work together to make a big difference for nature.
0: Yeah, and I think that is the absolutely same with me. Like I love to meet new people and work with so many different people and that's that would be my favorite part of what I do. So what has been your favorite project?
1: It's fun to work with a team that. Enjoys working together and gets excited yeah. together. So oh, fun!
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. So, I also really like how you have a woman in the wild to show how how much women can do for this world. Um, I was also your first girl in the wild, which was pretty cool. Um, why did you want to create? Uh, why do you want to create women in the wild?
1: I really wanted representation. I wanted other human beings, especially the younger generation, to see that there are women or people who identify as women that are working in conservation, whether they have or not, or whether they maybe didn't. I just wanted to see more women working out in the field, too, and I wanted to show that there's women in all aspects of conservation groups with many different skill sets and talents. And lastly, I really wanted to share the female perspective of conservation with the world.
0: Yeah, I love that and love everything you're doing. And I just think that is so amazing. Um, I also know that you live in a tiny house, which must be pretty helpful, considering that you travel quite a bit, which is cool. And if my family lived in a tiny house, let's just say it would be a bit crazy, very crazy. Um, what is the best and worst part about it?
1: My husband and I wanted to move into a tiny, tiny house so we could walk our talk. We wanted to challenge ourselves. Some things were easy, some things were very hard. It was very hard to get used to a small refrigerator and a composting toilet. And I miss a square house because my home is rectangular. It's eight and a half feet wide so that I can drive down the interstate and not be too dangerous, right? So uh, those are the main things. I I miss having a a bigger fridge. I miss my feet touching in the morning because I have a cool loft bed that's you know it's it feels like I live in a fort it's cool but sometimes I miss some of the conveniences that I used to have in a normal house.
0: Yeah I would say that's probably one of the hardest that would be one of the hardest parts for me also to adjust to a tiny house and our family like I said would get very crazy and it would just be very um, crazy overall if we lived in a tiny house. Mm-hmm. So that's why we stick in this house. Um, so
1: Well, there's also many of you and only two of us.
0: That That's true. But I do love the look of your tiny house because I've seen um, um, some interviews, whatever, like two of your tiny house, which I think it looks really amazing. <laughs> so you're yeah. also a host. Yeah. So you were also the host, um, a host on the Wild Kingdom, and um, I heard, and that's just really cool. So I know you have traveled to so many different countries and met um, with so many different people and animals. So which um, that's just super amazing, and I would love to do that someday. So I'm gonna be thinking about doing something like that. What has been the best and worst animal encounter that you've had?
1: Oh my, that's a really tough question. I think my favorite animal encounter has to be the first time I swam with Christina Zanotto and the Bahamas with gray reef sharks. I got to sit at the bottom of the ocean while scuba diving and have a whole bunch of sharks swim around me. And they all know Christina Zanotto because she pulls hooks that that fishermen have put into the water and then the sharks try to get the bait mm-hmm. and then the hook gets stuck when they pull away and it breaks the line, but then they always have a hook stuck in their tooth. Kind of like when we have a chip stuck in between our teeth. Yeah, She pulls them out to make them feel better. That It took a long time to build that trust. I'm sure between the shark and her and watching her do that in real life was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Cause you think sharks are, are, They're always portrayed as this evil, scary, trying to hurt you animal, and it's just not, it's not true. So seeing that was really wonderful. The worst animal encounter I've ever had actually was when um, I was in high school and I was at a cheerleading and dance camp and a baby uh, porcupine got into the gym, it was lost. And unfortunately, the custodian thought that it could shoot spines out at us, so to protect us, he killed the poor baby porcupine and slowly in front of us. And we had to listen to it scream and everything. And I was trying to yell at the custodian and say, porcupines don't shoot out their quills. You only see that in cartoons. Cartoons aren't real. So please do not kill an animal because your lack of education on the how that animal behaves. We, you know, we could have saved that animal's life and we couldn't. And that's what really helped me realize that there's a lot of people, especially adults that do not know enough about the truth of animals because they gained their information from commercials and cartoons and Mm -hmm. movies, which we all know is not always true. It's important to know the truth about animals and their behavior so that you don't kill them unnecessarily.
0: Yeah. Right after this, I'm gonna start researching about that, just so that never happens to me. So, thank you um, for making me aware of that. Um, you have done so, 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 so many things in life, and I think that um, it seems like you're really not afraid to take risks, which is why what I love about you. So, has there ever been? Um, yeah. Has there ever been a moment in your life that defines who you are today?
1: A moment in my life that what?
0: And that defines who you are today.
1: Wow, Sammy, that's a big question. Oh, wow. I've, I've never even been asked that by adults or other conservationists. <laughs> that's a moment in my life that may define me the way I am today. I don't know if there's one moment, Sammy. I think it's a collection of a bunch, mm-hmm. but I will continue to think harder on this and maybe get back to you for a second podcast.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I but I so. think that porcupine, that porcupine story, that was a big defining moment for me. Uh, I would say most of them are sad. Like seeing how people treat other people and other animals has always been defining moments to figure out, you know, what's right and wrong, what feels good, what feels wrong, and how am I going to react to that because I can only control myself. So how am I going to react to it? And then how am I going to educate others to prevent that pain, that unnecessary Mm -hmm. pain, for sure. Uh, I was also really badly bullied in sixth grade. Uh, A lot of people might not know that but a boy had a crush on me and I didn't like him back. So he decided to tell everybody, make fun of me and get all the other boys in his class to make fun of me. And the teachers even watched it happen and let it happen. Uh, And that really helped me have compassion for other human beings and knowing that we're all humans, we're all going through life together and we're all trying to survive. And unfortunately there's some people that have learned that being mean to people helps them. And it doesn't really help them, does it, Sammy? Right, it's better yeah. to be kind and be vulnerable and be real with each other mm-hmm. and accept that we're all trying to survive. But there's some te- techniques out there. There's some strategies out there that are not uh, healthy for us to do to try to survive. And I think killing a porcupine unnecessarily or bullying uh, another student Uh, Those are two examples of unnecessary things. And I think those are the things that really helped define who I am today, along with moving a lot. Mm -hmm. My parents moved a lot because of their life experience, their life challenges, things they were trying to pursue in their life. But that meant I had to move a lot too. But that helped me become very adaptable. I felt safe in a lot of different scenarios that other people don't. I was more compassionate towards people that, did not look like me, or speak like me, or eat like me, and I think that really helped it make it easier for me when I became an, became an adult mm-hmm. to go to other countries and work with other people in different languages and cultures. And I knew I was going to be safe uh, as long as I researched the place first and kept a good head on my shoulders and made smart decisions. And it because of those because of those characteristics, I am where I am today. Yeah, and I love that.
0: So you've already given so, so much great advice throughout this podcast. Um, Do you have anything else, like any other advice that you'd like to say?
1: Fail. Fail a lot. The more you fail and can get thicker skin, the further you're going to go in life. And you know that you're in the right place when you have to keep pushing up for something that's a dream or a goal and you're getting close, but challenges come up like that. Yeah, it's, that's okay. Just keep pushing harder until it's unhealthy. You know, once it becomes unhealthy for you, then maybe it's time to switch gears to something else, but we cannot be afraid to fail all, it's just not healthy for us. Humans, we fail, animals fail too. And if we can learn how to fail forward, move yourself forward, cry about it, be mad about it, uh, express your, your anger and your fear in a healthy way, and then go, okay, this is what I did, right? This is what I did wrong. Now I'm going to work on the wrong part and I'm going to make it better. So Mm -hmm. that's what I recommend doing. It's not beating yourself up. If you mess up, it's okay.
0: I love that. And I think that is super amazing and awesome. So before we get into the rapid fire round, um, do you have any plans for the future that you can share?
1: I can't as of today. Um, there's a lot of really cool opportunities that could pop up, but I, I won't know for sure until after all the vaccines are given yeah. out. And once the vaccines are given out for COVID-19, then I can do more of the work that I'm good at doing. So once those come out, then we'll have a better timeline mm-hmm. and then I'll be able to share with people what my future plans are.
0: Yeah, well, I'm excited to see what the future has in store for us. So um, now mm-hmm. for the rapid fire round, I'm going to just ask you a few questions and you can answer the first thing, thing that comes to mind. <laughs> for the first one, what is your favorite animal?
1: Uh, oh, uh, um, oh, copy. Um, what That's about? not my favorite animal. It's just the first one that came to my head. <laughs> it's really goats, I think. <laughs> goats and dogs. Nice.
0: So what's your favorite color? Yellow. What about your favorite food? Mm-hmm. Pizza. Same. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I love
1: pizza. Very cheesy pizza.
0: Yes. Exactly. So what about your favorite place to travel? Australia. Nice. Would you rather be able to talk to all animals or speak every language in the world?
1: I would want to speak every language in the world because understanding animals is quite easy when you allow yourself to do it. And that means reminding yourself that you're a human animal too. And we can Mm -hmm. communicate in other ways other than language. True. Humans are very hard to communicate with and understand, even if you are speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. As a conservationist, it would be very, very helpful helpful for me if I could speak the languages of everybody that has a language in the world. I Good love question. that.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been my first answer anyway, to speak every language in the world. But yeah, that, that is true. Good explanation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. What? Sorry.
1: It would, be good. it would be so much easier to save animals if when I go mm. to Africa, I could speak those those languages in whatever yeah. country I'm in, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So where can everyone find you on social media to follow your amazing journey?
1: You can go to my website, stephaniearney.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, I think I have a Snapchat. I do have a TikTok, <laughs> but I don't do them very much. I'm probably going to get more into that later on in the year with TikTok.
0: <laughs> nice. So make sure to follow her and her amazing journey. Um, and for the last question that I ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile?
1: What makes me smile?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You make me smile. Thank you.
0: You make me smile too. You I and, love and hearing about you and everything.
1: You and and all the the kids out there that are passionate about the natural world and about humans working together to make it a healthier place for all living things. That makes me smile, gives me hope. So thank you so much, Sammy, for being one of the, one of many amazing uh, young, young, I was about to say young adult, but you're not a young adult yet. (laughs) Stay young as long as you can, trust me. (laughs) Thank you for being a kid that's doing great work. It's, it's awesome. It really thank is. You. You're doing more than most adults are. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. And I had so much fun talking to you today and thank you everyone for listening to this. I really hope that this made you smile and remember that you don't just have be adults to make difference. You could be a kid too. I hope you have a great day. Bye.